Welcome to the Legacy Nashville Podcast. We are so grateful that you've taken the time out of your day or night to tune in. We pray that this message encourages you to love God, love people, and change the world. Now, let's get to the message. I get the opportunity to continue on this amazing series on the altar and on worship. Uh, what an amazing series. I, I loved it. Brian, you crushed it last week. I, I was drinking deep of your message, man. And, uh, and I loved, I loved the, the, the temple that you used. I, I love the image uh, because I just got back from Israel. Man, blown away, blown away uh, at, at, at thousands upon thousands of years of worship. Uh, you, you showed an image of the temple, and I was actually in, just in Silo, Silom. I'm going to mispronounce all the big fancy words I'm going to tell you today, so just get used to it. Uh, I was in Silom, or Silom. I forget where it was. It was where Samuel was anointed. It was where Samuel served in the temple. It's a very, very special place, and one of the coolest things about this place is that all around this hilltop, where the Ark of the Covenant was, where the temple was, there's broken pottery everywhere, everywhere, to the point where you can just pick up and grab it. They actually let us go through a, 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 a pile of four or 5,000-year-old pottery. You can just take chunks of it with you. I asked the question, why is there so much broken pottery here? This is a place of worship. This is a temple. This is where the ark was. Like, you're just letting us take stuff. They said it's everywhere because anytime somebody made a sacrifice on the altar that you were sharing about last week, Brian. And if you haven't heard his message, go back and listen to it. Every time someone would bring a sacrifice, how many of you know that worship is a sacrifice? Come on. It's got to cost you something. It has to cost you something. You can't just bring emptiness. You can't bring nothing. You have to bring something to him. And as they would pour out their sacrifice on the altar, they would hand it over to the priest, and it was either wine or oil or meat that would on plates. And any of the vessels that touched what they brought their sacrifice on were no longer able to be used for normalcy. You couldn't clean it off and then incorporate it back into your daily life. You had to smash it because it was holy. It had to be broken. Are you with me? Come on, I love it. I sat there and, I was, I'm, and I'm holding this pottery. I, I had a ton of pieces that I took and I, I've given them all away. I wish I had some. I would have brought some today, but uh, I gave them all away. What a beautiful image of being broken for God in an act of worship. How many of you know that he wants to break you? He wants to shape you. He wants to take you. He wants all of you, even unto death. Now, what does that even mean? What does that mean? Have you ever given yourself to something unto death? One of the other beautiful things that we got to do in Israel, and then I'm going to jump into my message, was we got to baptize people in the Jordan River. And, and the Jordan is in the natural, nothing special. Like go to Switzerland, go to Colorado, go to Montana. You'll see prettier streams. You'll see prettier rivers. The Jordan, the water's a little murky. And now it's so many people come from all over. So there's toilet paper and beer bottles and, you know, not in the place you see in the cameras where everybody goes and puts the white robes on and get baptized. You guys alive? You guys awake? 
Not that place. That's special. But I don't go to that place. We don't go to the pay, pay, pay to pray. We go down where the people are and we baptize them there. And Jesus was baptized in the Jordan. The Jordan River is the lowest river in the world. Do you know this? It's the lowest moving river in the world. And it leads to the Dead Sea. Even Jesus himself went low. And it leads to death. As we come before him, as we press in to worship an altar, I want to encourage you. There has to be something that leads to death for it to be a sacrifice. Stay with me. Stay with me. There has to be something that costs you something. So today, as we go for it, as we go fast, I want you in your heart of hearts to say, Lord, here I am. Take all of me. Lord, if I've been holding back, I give it all to you today. In Jesus' name. You guys with me? Awesome. Uh, I want to talk to you about why you exist. Not like this ethereal idea, but like, why are you here? Why are you here? Why did God put you on the planet? Now, I'm sure if I took the time to go around and ask you, we'd all have different opinions on why God has put you here, right? To advance the kingdom. I get that one a lot. Like, Lord, I want to advance your kingdom. Here I am, Lord. That's why you put me. You put me here to make money and and advance the kingdom of God. Or you put me here to do missions and advance the kingdom of God. You put me here to be a mom and a dad and advance the kingdom of God. And, and, And those are good and correct, but they're not the first, second, or third reason why God has put you on this planet. See, as we talk about worship, I want to encourage you that foundations are important. The foundation stone of how we worship, why we worship, is so important. And I find that most people are worshiping him to gain something from him. But that's not foundational. That's not the root of why we pour out an offering unto the Lord. So why do you exist? There's a fun little missional statistic. I'm sorry, you're going to get a little bit of missions in this, whether you like it or not. There's a fun missional statistic that's happening right now. You have unreached people, groups. A lot of you have heard that term. And then we have another term in the missional community called unengaged. Everybody say unengaged. Okay? Unreached is 2% or less people are followers in a nation. They're unreached. Unengaged is a tribe or a tongue or a people group that has zero representation of the gospel in their language or their tribe or anyone. There's nothing. There's no songs. There's no Bible. There's no believers that exist. 20 years ago, there was around 3,500 unengaged people groups on the planet. Today, well, a year ago, there was 140 unengaged people groups. Why is this so important? Because each and every one of you, God put you on this planet for such a time as this. You were chosen in his beauty, in his design to say, I need you here now for something. Whether you jump in or not, he will accomplish everything that he has promised. But he has put you here for a reason. 
What does that mean? That means in the next two to five years, there will be zero unengaged people. I'm going to say that again. That means in the next two to five years, there will be zero unengaged people groups. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the beginning of Matthew 28. And God put you on this globe. Well, one of the greatest moves of the Lord is taking place globally. So you're here for a reason and for a purpose. But even in that, you are not here primarily to preach the gospel. Let's talk about why you exist. What's the number one reason why God put you on this planet right now? There it is. This is the foundation of worship. This is the foundation of your calling. This is the foundation of your life with the Lord. You were created to be loved by him. That's the number one reason. This is life-changing. And I want to encourage you, don't just get this up here, get this here. Okay? What this means, what this means is you can go anywhere. You can do anything. There is no one too far. There is no one too lost. There is no family member that is too far. Every single human on this planet was put here to be loved by him. For God so, the world that he gave his only begotten son, that he sent Jesus, that whosoever believes in this love that he sent, come on, that whosoever believes in this love, this Jesus, will not perish but have eternal, everlasting life. Most people are trying to love him in worship, but they don't even understand that they're loved. Come, Holy Spirit. I bless you, girl. In the name of Jesus, fire on her, God. Uh, Lord, give her a revelation of your love this morning. In Jesus' mighty name, it's coming on you, girl. You were created to be loved by him. When you get this, when you get this, please, when you get this, when you really get this, not up here, but in here, when you get this, your worship will take on an entirely different perspective. It will. It will. Because there's nothing you can do that would change this. Nothing that you can do will change this. When I got this as a new believer, man, I went anywhere. Witchcraft festivals, giddy up. Why? Because they're no different than me. They were lost. They're lost. So was I. And then I was found. That person is no different than me. I can go anywhere and preach this glorious gospel because of this. You were created to be loved by him. Here's what most Christians do. They worship him because they want to gain something from him. But you can't gain this. You already got it. Even the sinners have this. Even the unbelievers have this. They are loved by him. The second thing, the number two reason why you're put on this planet is to give love back to him, to worship him. You cannot give away something you don't have. Come on, come on. Let, let number one sink deep. If that's all you get from this service, let that one go deep. No performance is needed. But he wants all of you. You cannot give away something you don't have. 
So as you pour out your affection on him, it is God, even in my unworthiness, even that I don't deserve it, you poured out this great love and affection for me. We worship him in that place. And the third thing is give it away. Give his love away. This is ministry. Most people, if you ask them, why are you here? They give you number three or number two. But you cannot accomplish two and three without a full understanding of number one. I just want you to close your eyes right now. Stick your hands out in front of you. There's some people here that you might think this is so simple, but I'm telling you, when you get this, when you get number one, you were created to be loved by him, everything changes. Everything changes. No striving, no works. Come on. And it is only by his grace. Father, I ask right now that you would pour out your love. Come on. For no longer do I call you servants, but I call you friends. He, you are not orphans that have to work for love. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask that you would revolutionize and transform hearts today. In the name of Jesus, brother, I bless you in the name of Jesus. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, Father, baptize him with your love today. In Jesus' mighty, mighty name. And as you pour out your love upon him in worship, it is not coming in front of him with your dirty laundry list. Stay with me. You can put your hands down. Unless you want to stay that way, you can stay there for the rest of the service. Come on, let his love fill you up. As you pour out your affection on him, because he, he loved you and he sacrificed his life for you, so many people, when we enter into worship, we just go into one mode. We go into praise, right? Some of us, were really comfortable with the style of worship. But the reality is, this glorious gospel did not just start 2,000 years ago. It started years and years and years ago. Worshiping God has, has been a foundation stone from the creation of Adam and Eve. Now, how many of you guys have ever traveled to Alaska? Or, yeah? You, 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 um, wow, not too many people have. Okay, you guys need to get out more. Okay? Right? I'm sure you guys have heard this, right? That you've heard that the Eskimo tribes has like 27 words for snow. Have you ever heard this? Oh, my goodness. You haven't? My name's Will. They do. There's wet snow, there's dry snow, there's cold snow, there's frozen snow. Like, and we just go, snow, here in, in Tennessee. It snowed out. But they'll tell you specifically what kind of snow. Worship is the exact same thing. With the people that have spent thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years worshiping the creator, there's more than one word for worship. There's different types of worship. And I want to encourage you, as you go deeper on this journey of worship at putting yourself at the altar, I want to share you seven Hebrew words for worship, different Hebrew words. Are you guys with me? Can we just do this really quick? Now, I'm not a scholar. I do like to study a bit. But I'm going to mispronounce all these. So stay with me. And man, I want to do something. How much time do I have? I, uh, let's. Brian, can I call you up here? Where's my keyboard player? Yeah, Brian, Brian, double Brian it. Double Brian it. Oh, we're going to do this fast. Come on, second service. They said I can do whatever I want. Mary Pat, are you in here? If you are in here, come on up here. 
I want to I talk to you about seven different ways for worship. And Brian, he doesn't know what I'm doing right now. This is not staged, okay? He has no idea what's about to happen. I want you to act these out for me. Okay, let's do it. Can we just do a little bit of this just for a second? Ooh, he did, I'm sorry, man. Dude, and if we got a microphone, see, the, la, the last service, I tried to maybe sing some of this. So if we can grab a microphone. I want to talk to you about seven different types of worship. Throw the first one up there. Barak, to bow down or kneel before the Lord. Okay? Come on. Ooh. This is all worship. Some of you guys are so settled in to how you worship and you just go into your zone. But to really understand him, you need to know how he moves. And there are times that he calls you to do something specific. And more importantly, there are, there are specific times in your life where you get to enter into some of these. And there's only small windows where you get to do it. Can I give you one example? You can stay there if you're comfortable. Can I give you one example? My wife and I, uh, we, we found out in October that she had cancer for the second time. Man, one of the worst days of my life. <laughs> one of the worst days of my life. And I know all of you here, like, you've had moments like this. Are you with me? Let's stay together. Come on, don't leave me up here. I feel really awkward right now. Stay with me. Like, there's moments, right? Divorce hits, child dies, a family member dies, whatever it is, right? Something chaotic is going on. And we were undone. It, it, it was out of left field, right? We left the doctor's office. And we could have either gone home, told the kids. But we made a literal decision. Like, we know that we know that we need to prioritize you first in this. And so I went from the doctor's office, no conversations, no like, what are we gonna do? What's this gonna look like? No strategy. See, worship is your strategy. He is the strategy. God is the strategy, right? And there's, there's these moments at an altar, guys. What is an altar? You lay a sacrifice on it. It has to cost you something. And the hardest thing to do is give when you don't want to. It's give when you don't understand. And so we drove out into the woods. We climbed out of my, my truck and we climbed into the back. And we got as high as we could. We stood on my little toolbox. And we worshipped him. And there was a point when I barocked because I didn't have words to say. See, so often we love the jumping and the dancing, but sometimes all he needs is for you to bow down and kneel before him because he is holy. He is holy. You don't have to talk. You don't have to babble. You don't have to prove what's in your heart. You just need to bow before the Lord. And that's worship. That's worship, my friends. That's worship. Don't conform to a style. Go to the next one. 
Oof. Sorry, I didn't want to go so serious so quickly. To shine. Brian, hop on up for me. Look at this. Look at this, man. Does it, literally, does anyone, like, I don't know too many people that shine like this man, okay? Come on. To shine, boast, rave about, celebrate, or even to be clamorously foolish. I think that you are the most beautiful, clamorously foolish in the best way out of most people I've ever seen. I sit here on Sunday and I watch this woman crush it. She always gives a hundred. Come on. She always gives a hundred. And some of you, you get offended at foolish worship. Some of you go, oh, I don't like that, right? But I'm going to tell you something. This girl halals. Oh, I want to say something that I can't say. The bejesus out of worship. So just two seconds. Come on up here. I, I, just come on up here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. When you think of halal, I want you to think of these two right here. And you know what? You know why God requires you to be foolish? Because it breaks pride. It breaks pride. And some of y'all like it all put together and neat. But Jesus wants childlike faith. Childlike faith. Childlike faith. Ooh, I just sat with Lauren Cunningham, who is literally in his last few months of being with us. If you don't know who Lauren Cunningham is, he's one of the greatest leaders of all of our generations. He started YWAM. You have no idea the impact globally that has come through that man. Most people know YWAM in the church, but they have no idea who Lauren is. It's perfect. He's hidden. I just sat on a call with Lauren. I actually sat in Lauren's office in his final months with Heidi and Roland, and I saw something. I saw something as he began to speak about the Bible. His eyes lit up, and he began to giggle. Heidi, as they spoke about the Bible, their, uh, their eyes lit up, and they began to giggle and tell stories I've never heard in, in 20 years of knowing Heidi and Roland. I've never heard these stories. Something came out of them. They were childlike. If you've ever seen Randy Clark, Dr. Randy Clark minister, even now, after all the years, 30-plus years he's been in ministry, when he talks about healing, he's in his like 70s. I, I was just with him in the airport in Brazil, and he ran up to me. He didn't say, how are you, Will? He goes, I just saw God heal someone in like a little toddler, childlike faith. These are generals. There's something about being foolish and staying humble and soft. And some of you guys, come on, stay with me. You need to become childish and foolish in front of the Lord. It breaks pride. And it causes those around you to have holy jealousy for what you carry. See, what you don't understand is how you worship affects others around you. It affects those who have small faith and are growing in their faith. And people need to see this because it's raw and it's real. Let's go to the next one. Ooh, let's go to the next one. I'm, 
I'm not going to make it through my whole message, but that's okay. Shabbat. To shout loudly or command. Okay, this one's powerful. Some of y'all need to shabbat. Okay, right? It is actually worship. Father, move! Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me! It's worship. It's worship. Why do all of these require something of you? Why? Why? He has to stretch you. He has to pull you out of your comfort zone. All of these require you to do something. Because it's not just your heart. See, here's the lie, right? I got the joy, 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 joy. Oh, I can't, I'm saying, here, can you, can you? Come on. You don't want to hear me. Where is, hold on, hold on, time out, time out. Where's your joy? That's weird. I keep it down hidden. Where nobody can see it. Where is it? It's down, deep down. And believers say this like, oh, the Lord knows my heart. He doesn't need me to do this. Lord knows me. He knows my heart. He knows, he knows who I am. He made me. He created me. He knows me. <laughs> you know the, oh, you want the word? The Bible says the heart's the most deceitful organ in the body. And all y'all entering into worship, having that thing lead you. Stay with me. There's an offering and a sacrifice. It has to cost you something. Your pride, your understanding. It has to be unadulterated. It has to be wild and free and honest. Most people worship and they lie to God. They lie. I love you, Lord. I don't know, anything. Anything more than yesterday? Really? Do you actually love him more than yesterday? I'll go anywhere, God. Here I am. Take my life. Really? I, I think God actually wants people to be honest. And sometimes honesty looks like, God, move. I need you to move. God, don't take my wife. You're the healer. And he goes, that's one who's coming to me, not to a doctor, not to understanding, not to a counselor. They're coming to me. I love that. They're worshiping me. See, when you're created to be loved, there's no separation. Worship is everything. Worship is your work. It's your job. It's you crying out to the Lord. It's clamor. But what twists it is our understanding. Where we go, oh, it's only on a Sunday service. It's only when I stick the Bethel album in. I love Bethel. I listen to it all the time. 
That's worship. No, 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 no. That's a form of worship. But I want to encourage you because many of you are worshiping all the time and you have no idea. And you feel empty because you come to church. And you're like, oh, this is my Sunday. No, no, no. But all day. And, and husbands and wives, I'll watch you worship him as you serve your kids. As you serve your business. Oh, let's go to the next one. Oh, Lord. Tehillah, to sing unrehearsed or unplanned praises. Can you guys just Tehillah me for a second? Yeah? Just, just really quick. Come on. bless you. I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless you. I bless you in the name of Jesus. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Come Holy Spirit. More Lord. I bless you in the name of Jesus. Fill him up. Fill him up. I bless you girl. More Lord. More Lord. More Lord. even now some of you feel uncomfortable if the Lord's touching you stay on your feet don't go don't sit down if the Lord's touching you stay on your feet if he's moving on you just stay right there uh, don't stand up because I'm telling you just like it, like real raw it's like what I said like if he's not great stay there maybe you're in a different place of worship with him right now they, what I'm saying is it's not just the first thing we do when we come to church. It's in everything. It's the raw. It's the real. It's the unadulterated. It's the uninterrupted. It's the, it's the moment. And see, in all of these unplanned, unplanned praise, that means you're driving in your car right Whoa. and he comes why are you planning your worship I was 17 the Holy Spirit fell on me I was the darkest one in the room at the church service that night and the next day I came home 
and everything had changed. Everything had changed. Drugs left, depression left, anger left, anxiety left. Everything changed. Everything changed in a moment. And we're from Massachusetts, and we put storm windows on, on our windows. My parents had an older house, and it was my job to do it, and I had to do it that day. And so my whole life was rocked the night before. My parents didn't know. I go to put storm windows on my house, and we live on two acres in the middle of the woods, and I climb up to the peak of the roof. I skip the windows, and I go up on the roof. I had black hair, black nails, spikes around my neck, drug addict, suicidal the night before. And as I'm up on the roof, I'm looking at the sky and I begin to weep and shake. And next thing I know, I'm spinning around like a ballerina on top of my house. It was unplanned, but everything had changed and everything inside of me had to change. Let go. You have to let go. Go to the next one. If the Holy Spirit's touching you, just do whatever you want. If some of you, you need to actually come and just put yourself on the altar. You need to even posture yourself differently. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not forcing you. Don't do anything you don't want to do. Tada, to extend or raise your hands in thanksgiving for something that hasn't yet occurred or that you haven't yet received. We got family. We need finance. We need God to touch us in a way that he has not yet touched us. This is what Tuda is. Is there anybody in here that needs a little bit of this in the last minute? Is there anybody in here that needs a little bit of this? Come on. Come on. Just for a second. I don't know what you need, but I want you to worship him. Not tell him. He knows what you need. But I want you to worship him, hands raised, and begin to tuda him. Send it to him. Let it cost you something. Let it cost you something. Some of you, you feel awkward right now. It's okay. You get over it. More, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Is there another one? More, Lord. Just give it to him. Don't wait for me. This is going to keep going. Yada. To extend your hands vigorously as in complete surrender. Uh, come on. Uh, w whatever it is right now, some of you just need to do this today. Right now, right now. Total surrender. Total surrender. I give you everything. I, I hold nothing back. I hold nothing back. I hold nothing back. I hold nothing back. We hold nothing back right now. Right now. Right now. We hold nothing back. We, 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 we hold no withholding nothing. You need to give him everything right now. Some of you guys, you literally need to be set free of fear right now. The, the fear is faith in Satan. Fear elevates the lie of the enemy. And I saw right now as you worship him, there's deliverance coming over many of you. Depression and anxiety is being broken and lifted off right now. And some of you guys have been waiting for a counselor. But the counselor, the spirit of truth, who the world does not understand because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him for he lives inside of you. And as you worship him, the counselor, the spirit of truth is going to come and, and, and break you free. Break free chains right now in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you would break depression right now. They don't even know what they need, God. But as we worship you, Lord, I ask you would do a, a deep work in the mighty name of Jesus. Hey, come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. No agenda, God. 
Just you. Just you. Just extend your hands vigorously. We extend our hands, not, not by our hips or by our waist. Oh, Lord, you know where my hands are. No, we extend our hands vigorously in total surrender. Total surrender of our life. Hey, hey. Come on, come on. I'm telling you right now. He's setting you free right now. He's setting you free. He's setting you free. Father, I ask for freedom. Freedom, God. God, I ask for childlike faith to be poured out. God, I thank you that whether we are in deep, deep, deep sin, far away, Lord, even those who do not know you in this place, that you created each and every one to receive love. And today we pour that love back upon you and we say you are worthy. We need you, God. You are holy. You are worthy. Right now, we only have a couple of moments left. But if you need to be set free today of anger, hatred, bitterness, control, I want you to come up to this altar and I want you to lift your hands and surrender. Uh, And I need you to be bold right now. I need you to be childlike right now. If we can't do it here amongst like-minded and like-hearted believers, I don't know where we're going to do it. This is a family. We say that. And in family, we're vulnerable. Why? Because we're vulnerable in our worship in front of the Lord. Hey, hey. And we all need it. I need it. I need it. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I break every voice that is not your voice. Hey, I break every voice that is not your voice. Every lie, I break it in the name of Jesus. I break it in the name of Jesus. Now, for all of you who are in this altar, and if you're in your chair, it doesn't matter. I want you to just give him everything right now, whatever it is. I don't care what style, if it's childlike, if it's unplanned. I want you to pour out something costly on the feet of Jesus right now. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes, Lord. Yeah, girl, be on your wildest dreams. He's setting you free right now. Double it now. Fire under God. In the name of Jesus, more. He's setting you free right now. Let it come off right now. Right now. Boldness and authority. Father, I ask for healing right now in the name of Jesus. Healing and deliverance right now. We we lay our sickness on your altar, God. We, We lay our sickness on the altar today. We lay our control on the altar today. Lord, the altar is yours. It's all for you. And we just give it all to you. He wants holy fire to fall on a holy altar. And so put whatever you need to on the altar today.
just put it on the altar. Just put it on the altar. Be on your wildest dreams, my friend. Be on your wildest dreams. Be on your wildest dreams. More, Lord, in the name of Jesus. More, Lord. Father, let the wind of your spirit blow in this place today. More, Lord. More, Lord. Father, we just ask for more, God. Lord, Lord, we just ask for more. And we worship you. We just say more, Lord. Lord, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus, do not pass us by. We worship you, God. Lord, we give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory, all the power. Addiction is being broken right now as you worship him. As you lay it down at the altar, as you worship him. Addiction, alcoholism, pornography, it's being broken right now. Anger, hatred, and bitterness, and wrath. It's coming off right now as you worship him, as you worship him. The thing about it is the enemy can't stand worship. He can't. He can't stand worship. Why? It's because that's that used to be his job, and he lost it. He lost it. He lost his role, and we have that now. And as you worship him, he flees. Darkness flees. So, Father, we, we lift our voice to you. We lift our voice to you. It's breaking off right now. Suicide is breaking off. Depression is breaking off. Hatred is coming out of this place. Hatred is coming out. It's coming out. It's coming out. Pain from abuse. As you set your attention and affection on the king, he's literally wiping away memories right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning in to the Legacy Nashville podcast. If you'd like to support the ministry, you can do so at LegacyNashville.org forward slash give. If you're listening on iTunes, log into the store and give us a good rating and review. This helps our podcast reach new people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Until next week, love God, love people, and go change the world.